welcome my faithful and loyal readers and listeners. Welcome to another segment of our verse of the day. Today's verse comes from Psalm 95, 6-7. And it says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. It's almost like it's telling us to worship God as our maker and as the one who looks after and provides for us. <clears throat> the word in Hebrew for worship literally means to bow down low in worship, prostrate oneself, pay one honor, or give homage to. The word homage that you see in the definition of Hebrew worship can have three different meanings. The first meaning is this a feudal ceremony and acknowledges himself the vessel of a lord. The relationship between a feudal lord and his vassal, or an act done or payment made in the meaning of obligation due from a vassal to a feudal lord. The second meaning is it's an expression of high regard or respect. And the third meaning is something that shows respect or test to the worth or influence of another or to pay tribute to. When used to define worship in a true biblical sense, all the definitions of the word homage come into use. When we worship in a biblical sense, we are acknowledging that everything we have or ever will have comes directly from God, which fulfills the first meaning of the word homage. When we worship in a biblical sense, we are also expressing our high regard or respect for God. Thus fulfilling the second meaning for the word homage. And finally, when we worship in a true biblical sense, we are doing something that shows respect or test the worth or influence of God in our lives, which means that we are paying tribute to God, which fulfills the third definition of the word homage. In order to truly worship in a biblical sense, you must fulfill all three of these meanings of the word homage. So that concludes our first of the day segment. Now we're going to move into our fifth installment of our of Advent Day Journey to Christmas. And today's topic is righteousness restored. So we have prophecy found in Zechariah 9. So the exact prophecy is Zechariah 9 9. God promised that the future king come with salvation to bring his righteousness it means on christmas god brought us his righteousness to earth the person of jesus christ this is exactly what the world needed and still needs in romans 3 10 the apostle paul described the sad condition of humanity not as righteous and not one we are all in the same situation born with a sin nature and are able to make ourselves righteous but in romans 1 17 Paul says the righteous shall live by faith. Christianity is not about earning righteousness. It's about receiving the righteousness of Jesus by faith. It's not about who we are. It's about who he is. After Jesus was born, he continued to live in righteousness his entire life. He was perfect, staying close to God and following his Father's plan without hesitation. On the cross, he made a transfer. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When Jesus died for us, he took on all of 
righteousness and put it to death, giving his righteousness and intimacy with God to us. Remember, God's love for us is not based on anything we do or do not do. It's based only on what Jesus has already done. Romans 5, 8 says, God shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The righteous one was born on Christmas to show us God's love in the most powerful way possible, making us righteous in his sight. <clears throat> Father, you are full of amazing grace. I receive your righteousness today by faith in your son, Jesus. I realize that you are pleased with me only because of what Jesus has done for me. Thank you, Jesus, for covering me, strengthening me with the confidence that I am secure in your righteousness. Help me remember I haven't earned it myself, so I can earn you, so I can serve you with humility and gratitude all of my